From football recruiting news to our first season review for the men's basketball team, there's a lot of stuff to get to on this episode of the Locked On Level podcast. So let's get right on into it. Locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time, as always, to personally thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. We're going to start out the show talking about two new additions um, to the football program. First, in a 2023 recruit, uh, Raekwon Adkins. We will then um, talk about uh, Jacksonville State defensive back transfer, Nakario Harper. We'll then transition into uh, talking a little bit about the 2023 football recruiting class as a whole, talking about the positions that Scott Satterfield and company have addressed thus far and which ones are, are still needing some attention early on. And then in the final segment, we will discuss our first season review for the men's basketball team that will be dedicated to Sidney Curry. Um, but starting out with uh, football recruiting news, um, kind of delayed it a little bit because it seemed like more commits were on the horizon. Um, Dave Lackford, the uh, a staff writer over at um, the Louisville Rivals site, had apparently, I, I don't have... Um, you know, subscriptions to any of these message boards or anything like that. Um, but it seemed like there was a ton of chatter from the message boards, uh, according to some of my friends that are on the boards, um, about a, a couple possible commitments. So I kind of wanted to to hold off a little bit and see if uh, any more were going to commit before the end of the week. It doesn't look like that is the case. There may be some that commit on Friday, but overall so far that there have been two commitments coming from last weekend's big visitor list. Both were in attendance at the university on their visits last weekend. We'll start out with 2023 defensive back Raekwon Adkins, five foot ten and a half cornerback from uh, – Dade Christian School down in Miami. I believe he's actually going to play at Miami Northwestern for his senior season, which um, for those who aren't aware is where uh, Teddy Bridgewater came from, Tutu Atwell, so on and so forth. Um, Not necessarily ranked on the 24-7 sports composite page, but that's not to be um, uh, worried about um, with the 2023 class, the junior class. um, You know, it it takes a little while for some of the ratings to – you know, become finalized, um, you know, to get caught up to speed. On 24-7 sports, he is an 86-grade three-star, which is a mid-three-star guy, and that would be pretty high in this class for Louisville. Um, overall, has offers from Georgia Tech, Miami, Pittsburgh, South Florida, you know, so on and so forth. He, he's gotten some very solid ACC offers. I, I have to be honest, um, you know, I think a lot of people throw around the term diamond in the rough, you know, awful lot, you know, too much sometimes when talking about recruiting, when talking about, you know, underrated guys. But I really think that Raekwon Adkins kind of embodies that sentiment of being a diamond in the rough type prospect because, you know, he comes from a um, 
very talented area down in South Florida. You know, there's uh, you know places around the country to where you know some players that are very talented sometimes get a little bit overlooked because of the sheer amount of talent in a certain spot. Uh, South Florida, Texas, California, Louisiana, um, you know, Ohio, so on and so forth. Uh, when you watch his film, he's very, very impressive. I love his ability to read the quarterback's eyes um, and be able to kind of project where the quarterback is going. Does a great job of jumping passing routes. Physical physical corner for his size, only about 5'10", 5'11". Uh, if his 24-7 sports page is correct and he's about 155 pounds or something like that, he's going to um, need to bulk up a little bit um, at the college level. But with the strength and conditioning program that the Cardinals have, I don't necessarily think that that's going to be too big of an obstacle. Um, but very, very impressed by his film. I think that he does very solid in coverage, um, you know, times routes perfectly. Uh, really is able to high point the football, very athletic for his size, able to um, you know contend with taller receivers and just has a, a very solid um, you know ability to not only be able to read opposing quarterbacks uh, decision making, but also make a play on the ball and either you know deflect a pass or just um, simply intercept it. So I think that when you watch him play, the, the footwork is something that you know shows signs of you know really being a plus level attribute at the next level. I am extremely high um, on Raekwon Adkins as a um, you know as a you know true boundary cornerback. You know on the outside, I think that despite being a little bit on the smaller side at five eleven, you know he has all the intangibles and the um, you know quickness with his feet and the athleticism to really be a solid cornerback at the ACC level and could contend for playing time right away at Louisville, kind of like Kenai Walker did in his first year or, or in, yeah, in his first year immediately at Louisville. So the next um, addition uh, is a little bit different. Um, it's not a 2023 recruit. It is a transfer that is immediately eligible for this season. That is, um, <clears throat> sorry, that is Jacksonville State safety Nakario Harper, who has spent the past couple seasons uh, with the Gamecocks and has had an incredible uh, stint with the FCS program. FCS All-American, uh, first team um, FCS um, selection. I want to read off a little bit of this excerpt from uh, Jacksonville State Gamecocks Sports, um, you know, their official um website page because I think that it really uh, sheds light on just how well he's progressed from initially transferring from Southern Miss. Um, keep in mind, he had a little bit of an injury uh, riddled season this past year, still very solid, um, but really shined in the 2020-21 season. Started 12 of 13 spring and fall games in his first full season with Jacksonville State. Received numerous postseason honors and awards as he was named OVC Defensive Player of the Year. Um, he goes on to say AP first team, all American, um, all OVC first team safety, etc. Um, various OVC weekly honors, including newcomer of the week, defensive player of the week, led the team in tackles with 92, half of them coming unassisted, um, recorded at least six, six tackles in all but two contests on the season with a career high 13 coming against, against Tennessee tech, um, so on and so forth. Uh, 6'1", 205-pound uh, red shirt, 
I think he's a redshirt junior, I should say. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how much um, you know, collegiate eligibility that he has, but ultimately Scott Satterfield has pretty much made it known this offseason that it is about replenishing the cupboard that is the defensive back room. Not only were they um, you know, a little bit on the you know short end side when it comes to depth, but when the um, you know the transfers of Kenai Walker, Greedy Vance, etc., all across the board, the defensive back room needed some bodies in it. Scott Satterfield has had some late additions to the 2022 high school recruiting class, but he's also made um, you know made an impact in the transfer market. Uh, Temple safety MJ Griffin, Duke transfer uh, Jalen Alexander. Now you add um, you know, Harper from Jacksonville State, who at six foot one reminds me a lot of like a Quinterio Cole and MJ Griffin to where he's a you know solid in pass coverage, but I think what he, the the best thing that he brings to the table is you know his ability to cover sideline to sideline. Um, very solid tackler, um, has a very solid technique as well when it comes to wrapping up defenders uh, or wrapping up uh, opposing ball carriers, I should say, but. I think he's a very solid player in the run game. That's something that uh, Louisville's going to be able to utilize. I'm kind of stepping for Quintero Cole, which uh, seems like MJ Griffin would would get the starting nod alongside uh, Kendra Duncan Jr. But you know, adding another body to the secondary room, uh, a solid addition. You know, there's always a little bit of maybe not concern, but question as to whether or not you know a, a player coming from an FCS level can continue to uh, leave a mark at the FBS level, um, you, know, out, you know, especially a uh, high division one level. So that will be the question that needs to be answered as you know he gets acclimated with the program um, and it, we'll see how he does in you know team practices, scrimmages and stuff like that. But overall, I think it's a pretty solid addition. Both of them are um, both Adkins and Harper. And I'm interested to see um, how each will play a respective role when their time comes. Um, I kind of want to take a step back and look at what Louisville has done with the 2023 recruiting class so far, talking about the, the, um, you know, they've done a great job of addressing uh, the defensive back needs, our defensive backs needs. um, But also there are some other positions that I think that they need to hone in on. We will talk about those here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Billboard. It's usually the time of year that you know every year I pretty much give up on all my resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not even really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Um, if you haven't tried the puffs, they're incredible. They're the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate, as are all of the Built Bar products. They're low-calorie, high-protein. Uh, so you can go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart and you'll be blown away with the numbers. Most built bars can contain an average on about 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and about 17 grams of protein. There are a seemingly endless amount of flavors from mint brownie to coconut cookies and cream, etc. so on and so forth. Do yourself a favor, go to built.com, use the promo code locked 15 and get 15% off your order. Once again, let's use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Bracket Breakdown March 14th right here on the Locked On Louisville podcast feed and YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. 
Taking a little bit of a step back, looking at the uh, Flyville 23 class as a whole thus far, um, there are only six commits in the class. Uh, currently speaking, um, on Friday morning, like I said, I don't know whether or not there's going to be a commit today or over the weekend and see, you know, seemingly uh, from Dave Lackford. Um, apparently, you know, some commits are on the horizon. So far right now, there are six commits. Uh, the class is ranked second in the Atlantic Coast Conference, 13 nationally with an average recruiting rating of about 88.46 on 24-7 sports, which is one of the highest, if not the highest, in Louisville football history when it comes to recruiting databases. Uh, So far, um, you know, four of the commitments are defensive backs and I think that that's an area that Louisville is going to continue to need to address over the next couple of recruiting classes because it seems like there's been you know a little bit more turnover than usual um, especially you know at the cornerback position but when you look at after this season you know MJ Griffin is you know I think he's gone um, Kendra Duncan Jr. is gone um, you have some other transfers, Jalen Alexander. So safety position, there's going to be multiple. Uh, I'm not sure how many years of eligibility Harper has left. But overall, you know, there are um, spots in that safety room that need to be filled. When you look at the cornerback room, um, Kittrell Clark, Chandler Jones, you know, likely gone. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see in terms of some other guys. Um, I think Jaden Williams, the USC transfer, may be gone as well. So needless to say, there is a ton of need for defensive backs in this recruiting class. And um, you know, Scott Satterfield has done that. Louisville uh, Male High School, um, you know, shout out to my alma mater, um, you know, cornerback slash safety hybrid. He can play both. Jeremiah Collins, um, high three-star guy. He's going to be very, very solid for the Cardinals. You also have um, you know, Martel Height, three-star guy out of Georgia, cornerback, um, three-star safety, Jaden Davis, also from Georgia, and then three-star cornerback, um, Raquan Adkins. So, and it seems like, you know, they're still in on some other guys. I can see them taking, you know, six or so defensive backs. It looks like it's going to be a full class for the Cardinals, a full 25, maybe even a little more with um, the way the – um, you know, with, with the portal works and stuff like that. Um, but as of right now, it seems like defensive back is going to be um, you know, on the forefront. Uh, Pierce Clarkson, obviously, you have your signal caller of the class, um, the, the crown jewel, so to speak. And then you also have a solid pass rusher and Adonijah Green, three-star um, edge rusher from um, Georgia. So uh, overall, I think that it's a very good start. Obviously, top 15 class thus far, that's probably not going to hold up to the way, um, you know, toward the end of the season. Um, But ultimately, when you look at what probably needs to be addressed the most moving forward, um, I look at the, you know, when we look at offensively, obviously you want to bring in, you know, a couple offensive line, a couple offensive linemen every class, and it seems like there's going to be some added soon. Um Wide receiver, I think, is going to be a solid need. I could see them taking, um, you know, maybe three wide receivers in this class. When you talk about the uh, the transfers, uh, D. Wiggins, 
Um, you know, this is his last year of eligibility, I believe. You have some other guys that could possibly be gone at the end of this season. So there, there's some, there's a need for you know a couple guys in the wide receiving room. I think that um, it, it's imperative that they add a running back um, with Tyon Evans possibly you know going to the draft after this. You know, Jalen Mitchell being an upperclassman, Travion Cooley being a sophomore. You know, adding a running back to pro to probably replace Evans would be smart. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the tight end realm. I, I think that they'll probably add one tight end to the class. Marshawn Ford is um, leaving after this season. So um, it seems like, you know, offense, offensively speaking, they could probably address every position that kind of holds up for defense as well. Um, you know, they're addressing the defensive back room, you know, very solidly. Um, I think that the uh, defensive line is an aspect to where we're going to need to see some, you know, depth on the um, interior. They're doing a great job of addressing the edge rushing, um, but I think, you know, addressing the interior uh, defensive line is another uh, big spot on the priority list. The linebacking core, they added a lot of young linebackers in the 2021 Flyville uh, 21 class. Um, 2022, I'll have to. I feel like I'm losing my train of thought. Um, 2022, when you look at um, you know the class overall, I'm not sure if they. I don't even think they added a linebacker in the class. Um, there, there, obviously, there may be some that ultimately um, you know transfer from you know defensive back to linebacker. Um, so we, we will see how that kind of transpires. But I think that defensive line, interior defensive line. Linebacker are probably the uh, two big needs, um, you know, overall throughout this class. And then also wide receiver on offense is probably where I kind of gravitate toward. But obviously very, very good start. Um, and if good news comes, we will obviously, you know, talk about it uh, on the show. So overall, very, very ecstatic for, for the way that this recruiting class has started. You have, a, you know, a, a player recruiter in. Uh, Pierce Clarkson, who has done a great job of getting guys on campus, getting some uh, highly rated guys to um, you know commit and stuff like that. And shout out to the coaching staff for what they've been able to do as well. So we'll talk about recruiting news as it comes along. But I want to finish the week um, starting the season review series for the men's basketball team. First up in the series is going to be Sidney Curry, who had a very solid year. We will talk about um you know his best game as, as you know as a cardinal this season do we think he'll be back next year and what his overall role may look like um we'll do that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at bet online look it's that time of the year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us it's the best time of the year from all the latest odds contests and player props BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info, and it remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Look, it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport sporting wagering um, information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to, to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Look, Sidney Curry... I wanted to start out with him first in this series because ultimately I think that throughout the last month and a half to two months of the season, he was the best player on this team. Look, when you look at his season averages, not necessarily jumping off the page, 7.1 points per game, 4.4 rebounds per game. However, he did so 
very efficiently scoring wise. 67.2% uh, from the field. Um, just overall, very solid interior presence that Louisville had been lacking for multiple years. So, um, you know, a breath of fresh air when it comes to interior scoring. Um, best game for Sydney as a Cardinal this season. I'm going to go with the last game of the regular season against Virginia. 24 points, uh, career high, 14 rebounds. Uh, shot the ball 9 for 13 from the field. That's good, that's good for um, just under 70% from the field. Um, and he had three assists to go along with that as well. So um, not his career high in points. He got the career high a couple of games before against Wake Forest. Um, had 28 points in that one, but I thought that he looked very dominant in the season finale against Virginia. Ultimately, I think Sydney comes back. Um, Alan Thomas, good friend of the show, um, owner of uh, the T-shirt Hooligan, writer for the state of Louisville.com, uh, one of my really, really good friends. He was on the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast last Sunday uh, saying that he didn't have any inside information, but that he believed that Sydney Curry would be back. Um, that it feels like that kind of goes along with um, what other people in the media have been kind of alluding to, although nothing is for sure set in stone. I do think that he will be back next season. I think that he will be a starter next season. When it comes to his role and what we can see from Sydney in the 2022-23 campaign, simply put, I think with you know uh, with the right coach, I think that Sydney could be flirting with all ACC recognition. You know, possibly being on an all ACC team. Um, you know, because ultimately I think that uh, with the right use, usage, um, you know, overall role in the offense, he could end up being, you know, a walking double-double. You know, he's very solid in terms of rebounding. Got better as the season went on in terms of scoring. Um, you could tell the game slowed down for him. Um, the level of play slowed down for him, and he really was able to leave his mark on this team throughout the last uh, month, month and a half of the season. So, uh, at the end of the day, I, I think that through this season, we learned, you know, of his resiliency. He kind of came into this season. Uh, a lot of people thought, okay, you're looking at maybe the backup five at the most, um, maybe third stringer, really, depending on how guys like Roosevelt Wheeler came along. Um, but it was clear, you know, the expectations that Louisville had for. Um, the expectations that Louisville had for Jalen Withers and Malik Williams weren't necessarily being met. Um, Roosevelt Wheeler didn't necessarily get a lot of run. Uh, JJ Trainer didn't get a lot of playing time. Gabe Wisnitzer battled injury to start the season. He didn't necessarily have a huge role. So Sidney Curry was the one that stepped up for the Cardinals uh, for this season. I give him an A. Um, I can't go A plus because he did he did only average about seven and four. But you know you know context. Speaking, um, or considering context, I should say, I think that he had a very solid season, especially a very good end of the season. Um, really was a force that the Cardinals relied upon on offense and, you know, played with his heart out. We saw, um, and, you know, after the Duke game, there were reports of him uh, being emotional afterwards in the tunnel, um, heading to the locker room. And I feel like that that's just the, um, you know, that's the energy, that's the spark that we need in this program is we need guys to care like Sidney Curry does. So very, very happy that he chose to come to Louisville, and I really, really hope he's back. I think ultimately he will be back. Um, obviously no inside information there, but I do think that Sidney Curry will be with the Cardinals next season. 
and I think he's going to be able to make a step forward in his overall progression. Um, he's going to be efficient around the rim. I would look uh, one thing that I, I want to see more from him is I, I'd like to see him, um, you know, become a little bit better of an interior defender in terms of um, being a, a possible rim protector. I know he's only about six, eight, um, but I do think that with his uh, size and strength and his, um, you know, length and athleticism, I do like the possibility of him being, a, a, you know, at least a serviceable rim protector. Offensively speaking, I'd like to see him expand his range a little bit more and start to look into the mid-range, you know, shoot those uh, 12 to maybe even 15 footers by the end of next season um, and overall just continue to improve around the rim um, and and just become a better facilitator, you know, in, in the paint. I feel like with the way that he plays and how strong he is, he's a mismatch and college coaches know it. So, you know, naturally the help defense kind of gravitates towards Sydney. And I'm looking forward to him improving on, um, you know, kind of kicking it out when need be and taking it when he when he needs to. And that all comes with, you know, game reps and the right coaching and stuff like that. So I'm very excited for um, what Sidney Curry can bring to the table for the 2022-23 campaign. Um, I want to give a – before we get out of here, I want to give a shout-out to the um, Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, the most recent episode – dropped on last saturday the mo- the newest episode will drop uh soon here in the next couple days so you can check that out at cardinalsportson.com it's episode 150 today i can't believe it's gone by that quickly just a reminder there is a new locked on global youtube page it's um you know most people have kind of caught on by now uh you can find that on social media um at lo underscore louisville is the uh locked on global twitter page but definitely appreciate everyone through the first 150 episodes for liking, sharing, subscribing, listening to the podcast on all streaming services. Uh, thanks again for making Locked On Will be your first listen every day. Um, on Monday, hopefully there will be some more recruiting news. We will uh, discuss that. Um, we'll talk a little bit about you know, bracketology for the women's basketball team, and we'll do some more season reviews. Uh, now, do yourself a favor. Make your second listen locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback uh, Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and and um, available wherever you like to get your podcasts. That's going to wrap up this week of the show. Everyone have a great day. Have a great weekend. Go Cards. And we will see you right back here on Monday.